It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here we go, y'all. It's uh, time for the Robert Scott Bell Show. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Or if you're on the uh, various social media networks, we're glad that you're here and we're not banned. <laughs> Some of them we are. Anyway, we got a big show today. We'll talk about uh, George Orwell, a.k.a. Anthony Fauci, playing out the playbook, changing names, words, definitions, etc. Ty Bollinger is going to go outside the box from the road again. Who knows where he is? And uh, maybe a surprise guest or two. We'll see what happens. I'm glad you're here with us. Please uh, do your, your level best. I know that. Now you have to take a shot of something. Hopefully uh, CBD <laughs> to share the show while we're on the air or even when we're off the air. And uh, let's get this healing party started right about uh, now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, cranking up another uh, couple hours plus a broadcast healing like nowhere else in media. Thanks for being here. And uh, we have um, Peter McCullough scheduled today. And I know a lot of people are tuning in just for that because who wants to watch me? But McCullough, I get it. I get it. I'm chopped liver. I know. <laughs> but um, he, he called. We got connected, texted, and he's like, I got a conflict. I'm like, yeah, you got plenty of conflicts, Peter, and they're coming after you. But that's why we want you on the show. And he's like, well, I, I finish up at 5 o'clock Eastern. I'm like, can you connect then? He's like, yeah. Okay, then. So, folks, this is not to get you to sign on early and hang out with me if you don't want to. We'd love for you to stick around. But Peter's schedule is just a couple hours later than we thought. So uh, stick around for that, and uh, we will continue the broadcast healing that we do here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, two hours plus a day, six days a week. Uh, Super Don, so you have, um, actually, there was a, a video clip that I may have to have to play for him in case you have to run later, uh, but we can certainly play it at any point in time that you have it. Yeah, well, just, I'll send it to you. I'll right. send it, or whatever. We'll just see. If he connects it, if he connects it uh, 5 Eastern, then yeah. I'll still be here. So Okay, it's bonus round, that. but it'll be a super-duper bonus round it's for that. Gonna be, so, you know yeah. what? People well, have talked about wanting us to do a third hour. I, I think there's a plot afoot. It's like This today is going to be kind of like what it would be like if we had a third hour, right? We're, yeah, you see, people are saying, we're tired of hearing you tease us with a third hour of the show. We want you to do it. It's like, what would I think that look like? Peter McCullough must be in on the plot. If he's doing this, it's like, oh yeah, I heard about that third hour, Robert. I'm going to make sure you do it today. 
we'll see when we get there anyway. So uh, lots of fun to do on the air today. Uh, in the show notes, of course, we've got a lot of links up. Uh, Super Don's adding some more, uh, some stories that we didn't uh, plan to count, co- cover in the first hour. But let me uh, just show you where we are uh, as uh, we uh, start the show. The Fauci wordplay is where we're going to start. And, and this is where I talk about Fauci uh, Orwellian playbook. Uh, here he says, up-to-date shots encouraged <laughs> over fully vaccinated Fauci says now this is like remember the word encourage I played on that word for a long time a mandate's not a mandate it's just an encouragement an extra strong encouragement is a mandate we don't like mandates what will we call mandates how about requirements or very powerful suggestions that if you don't do we will remove your freedom from you and make you run outside I, I, I'll stop there But here's the headline from Bloomberg. Up-to-date shots encouraged over fully vaccinated. Fauci said, see, this was the problem that they're encountering and they recognize it and their focus group testing this stuff. Is it an obvious to you? I'm sure it is. It's like, oh, wait, you said I was fully vaccinated, but I'm not. Um, No, I'm fully vaccinated. Forget you. I'm not doing it anymore. And then they change it to go, all right, we got to stop using the term fully vaccinated because we know that we never want people to be fully vaccinated. Our agenda is to have a perpetual lineup of mRNA injections ad infinitum, ad nauseum, on and on it goes forever. And the way to do that, at least through the focus group testing, is to call it, are you up to date on your shots? Are you up to date? No? Well, Yeah, no, we've just added another one. So you're no longer up to date. So wait, I thought it was fully vaccinated. Oh, that's not a thing anymore. You can never be fully vaccinated. Didn't you know? Didn't you get the memo from Fauci? You're never fully vaccinated. It's are you up to date? And if you're not, you you must be one of those anti-vaxxers and we will penalize you. We will make it so you can't go out. You can't travel. How many other things can they do? And how long will this last before you become part of the rebellion you simply don't participate you no longer buy into any of their garbage and you say fauci you know what you can take your up to date and shove it where this you know where the rest of this goes i'm trying not to be mean but you know i talk about being a pleasant nice kind of guy right even on radio with an occasional attitude yet i find it very difficult i'm just acknowledging my failure to be nice all the time when it comes to Fauci it's like that's where my like really why should you be nice to a guy who simply wants to lie to you every day and take your money and if you're harmed by what he says to do not on him oh I didn't say that it was rare if I said it it was rare you know it, it goes on and on and so they continue to manipulate and change the language we've talked about changing definitions the term vaccination itself, you really have to alter it from the get the word go back in the time of Jenner when he scraped the udders of cows to give you cowpox, to cut you open and put p- cowpox in your arm. And that was the term vodka, meaning cow. And so tell me how many other vaccines are derived from cow. Well, bovine serum is used in a lot of production, so maybe a lot of them are still in the realm of this VACA vaccination. But tell me how mRNA injections have anything to do with the concept of vaccination, except that it's an alternate technology 
to theoretically elicit some sort of antibody response to things that they force, if you will, artificially, your own DNA to synthesize proteins that you would not normally produce. And it turns out those patented spike proteins are known to attack and damage endothelial tissue, particularly of the vascular variety. And yet they call it a vaccine. Remember, they had to alter the definition of vaccination to include mRNA injections into. Now, we weren't partaking in cow injections prior to that here on this show. I was, yes, I was jabbed as a child with about what? What did we get? Four vaccines, including smallpox. And I had a very nasty adverse reaction to the smallpox shot in the early 70s. I remember it. I don't have a lot. You don't remember a lot of stuff from your really young. I remember that clearly. But that was like early 70s. Falling asleep on the pox that popped up on my arm and and re-vaccinating, if you want to call it. On the temple of my forehead, a pox grew out of the temple of my forehead. And I had such vicious, vicious headaches to describe them as a migraine would not do them justice. Brutal. I couldn't move. I couldn't jump. I mean, any movement, much less eye movement, would cause intense pain for a time. And again, that was long before they had the schedule that the millennials got got nailed with since the, the, well, the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program was passed in 1986. They started kicking more of these vaccines into gear in 88 and the 90s. If you were a millennial child and you had parents that didn't know better, you were likely vaccinated into the autism spectrum. Oh, no. Did he say that? Yes, I did. Who talks about autism anymore in the era of COVID, though, right? And that's still a serious issue. Neurological damage to the autism spectrum caused by if not exclusively, then the straw or syringe that breaks the camel's back in terms of toxicology in the body and impact on brain and nervous system function, much less gut microbiome issues resulting in. And they say, oh, there's no proof. All right. And then they go, well, you're probably like one of those people that like Andrew Wakefield. Yeah, in fact, I am. As a pediatric gastroenterologist going back in time, you remember what he found? Wow, strange. These people with a novel new form of iatrogenic enterocolitis. Doctor caused inflammation of the gut. And in those kids, we find evidence of a unique form of what they call the measles virus. Again, I'm not set aside the controversy about viral isolation for a moment. Go whatever that is. It wasn't what we find when we test people out in the wild. Right. And that led to and it's like, my gosh. That's crazy. We've got to destroy that man, Wakefield. We've got to utterly decimate him. Strike him from the register on and on it goes. Because why? He actually observed something reported on it. The lead researcher, John Walker Smith on that, the senior researcher, was exonerated, right? All of that. He had the money on and it it goes. And and I, I bring that up because our guest in now the third hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show today apparently will be Peter McCullough. And they're viciously attacking him. Why? Because he's bringing information that is inconvenient to the message that they want everybody to be in lockstep with. Well, Peter says, see you then. So I, uh, Super and I just got a text from Peter McCullough. He says he's definitely planning to join us. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, again, it'll be a crazy bonus round today if we're able to successfully connect. That'll be fun. 
so as I continue discuss- discussing the Orwellian terminology, etc., going back to words, words have meaning. And then we go to, you know, up-to-date shots are, is the new. That's what you got to say. Don't say fully vaccinated anymore. If you say, this is the funny thing, Superdon, think about this. If you, if, so, if you say fully vaccinated after this day because of what Fauci said, you're automatically an anti-vaxxer. Because we're going to start saying, are you fully vaccinated? Are you fully vaccinated? It's like, no, you can't say that. You're one you of the anti-vaxxers. It's, are you up to date? Did you get the memo? Do you and see you know, what's happening is, here? The funny thing is, Robert, yeah. I don't know if it's funny or not, but yeah. I would tend to just look at things as funny so that I don't cry. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, we noticed this. And to me, it's it's silly and almost um, mm-hmm. uh, offensive. Yeah. When they people like this come out and they just go like, well, we're just not we're gonna we're gonna say it differently. It's mm-hmm. gonna mean the same thing. Yeah. But we're gonna use a different word because mm-hmm. you know, we uh we know that if we say <sighs> mandate, then some of those some of those crazy people get angry and stuff. So I don't know why we'll they don't like the word. Right? Yeah. You know, is there anybody else out there that, that out there that's noticing this? Or or, or maybe they are, and mm-hmm. maybe this is what contributes to the people not giving a flip. Mm-hmm. about what these people say having zero respect mm-hmm. for for any of these people uh because they they literally talk to people like they're children yeah oh and absolutely like, oh, no we're not going to use we're going to use that scary word no. we're going to use this nice fluffy furry word over here uh you know because you you like it better well and the fawning uh worshiping masses of, of fauci just go oh isn't that so nice it's oh, not it's a so mandate anymore. And considerate. Mom and dad well, said, a, I, I'm not what mandated. What a smart thing to do. What a smart uh, thing to do so we can bring in all those retarded people. Oops. Um, you know, <laughs> and they can make that, make it, you know, we can, yes, I said it. Um, <laughs> I'm from the 80s. Uh, we didn't get offended we, back then. Right. We just said things and it was fine. Right. Because so when we're watching, offended, the, I'm sorry. We're watching Cobra Kai and Johnny Lawrence says his stuff. I'm laughing my aspirin yeah. off. You know that. <laughs> Instead of being offended. It's funny. It's funny. You know what but, I'm saying though? Yeah. It's just, it's like. You know, we we can't be the only people that are noticing that when they replace words with other words in order to, like, what to like like fool people into yeah. doing what they're being told to do now because yeah. we're not using the word that you didn't like, mm-hmm. but we're still asking you to do the same thing. It doesn't mean anything different. How I about mean, do, the word? Do they really think people are that dumb. And some that, are, like, some robotic? are, some are that war, worship. Super Don, how about the word booster? Booster. Oh, should we change that? Well, think about what the word booster is. I mean, yeah. is it is it at all different than the first two shots? It's the same identical shot. I think that I think that the, the vaccine is the same. I think the dosage might be different, if I'm not mistaken. No, there's no evidence of that. Are you sure? No, find it and show me, and I'll okay. I'll back all down. Right, yeah, yeah. Because apparently, so as far as I know, the booster is the identical shot to the first two that didn't work. Oh, you can't say it didn't work. It just faded over time, and we need to give you a booster. What's the booster? Oh, it's the same shot as the first two that failed. So we can't say fully vaccinated anymore. We say up to date. You're not up to date. It's not a booster. They're going to have to say, no, it's just part of the schedule. We meant to say that you needed four shots. And the, uh, we, We're sorry. We knew that if we told you it was four at the beginning, this is what Fauci would say, you wouldn't so want to get the first words, one. In other words, instead yeah. of saying you need to get a third shot, yeah. we're giving you a booster. A booster, right. 
which yeah. makes it seem different. Exactly. This is so Orwellian use of the language. Right. And that's the point that they've already been doing it with the term booster. It's not functionally different in any way, shape or form unless you find evidence to say, well, it's a smaller dose. I have not heard one utterance that it's a smaller dose. I think I've read that before. Let me let me check that out. real quick. Yeah, no, I, I'll stand corrected. I don't mind. But the point is a booster is the same damn shot. Just call it different. So what do they call it when they get to the fifth shot? A super duper whooper booster? I mean, what do they do? It's getting ridiculous. Now, let's go back in time as Super Don is, is looking at the uh, articles here. Going back in time, we found Fauci was pushing new words for mandates, as we mentioned, and admits changing fully vaccinated definition was certainly on the table. Now, that's back in December. And of course, now fully vaccinated is going to be eliminated from the conversation. And it just means it's now we're talking about are you up to date on your shots? Who's falling for this? Who's falling for this? Is it just leftist collectivists or are there people from all spectrums of political beliefs? You know, how many Republicans are going, yeah, I want another booster. Fauci said so. I'm just asking. He says it's a bit of semantics in that fully vaccinated for the purpose of the regulations and requirements that people have is to be what you are considered as being fully vaccinated. What does that mean? He said it on Squawk Box on CNBC, but there's no doubt that optimum vaccination is with a booster. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So they changed it. Remember that you can go back and find statements to the effect of we get you these shots and you're going to go back to normal. You can drop the mask. You won't have to distance. You can get on. And all of that was either an absolute lie or they were just so stupid. They were going to like, we hope it works, but if it doesn't, we'll just keep We'll keep massaging the words. The people will just keep rolling with it because they're so scared. They're like putty in Fauci's hands, right? All right. So I'm at the HopkinsMedicine.org uh, uh, here. Johns Hopkins? I, fa- I found a thing here. And this is, I'm laughing because it's like this. Uh, help me out here, Robert. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to drop this in Skype for you. Okay. They're, they're showing, it's like, what is the difference between a booster mm-hmm. and an additional dose? Yeah. And they actually have t- two definitions. They redefined it. Yeah, okay. So they start with an, uh, uh, okay. a booster. A booster. Here we go. I see it right now. COVID-19 booster is given when a person has completed their vaccine series and protection against the virus has decreased over time. Okay. Depending on the original series you had, some details will vary. Okay. Please review the booster eligibility information above and talk to your healthcare provider if you're not sure if you meet these guidelines. Then it says, please note. If you receive the Moderna booster, you will receive half of the original uh, Moderna dose. So they're cutting it in half of Moderna. Okay. An additional dose is administered to people with moderately to severely compromised immune systems. The additional dose is intended to improve immunocompromised people's response to their initial vaccine series. This is so stupid. So stupid. It's like you have you're immunocompromised and we're going to give you another dose like that fixes your immune system. All right, depending on the original series given, some details will vary. Please review the additional dose. Talk to you if you are not sure if you meet these guidelines. So for uh, the, it says for the Moderna, but it doesn't say for the others. No. If it's reduced or not. I think that's where I I missed Maybe Moderna only, yeah. But the the Pfizer-BioNTech, which is the big one that everybody's using in the the West, is likely going to be the identical dose. You get get that word to me. Okay. But what I say about the idiocy of this is that if you have immunocompromised people, how do you expect them if you give another dose? 
to suddenly, oh, their immune system works again. They reacted the way we wanted them to react. It's like you have turd for brains to do that. Now, of course, in the previous vaccine incarnation uh, reality, it was how do we adjuvant this thing up and up and up to aggravate the immune system to such a degree that even people that are immunocompromised react. And of course, then they end up in an autoimmune decline with massive inflammation. And in the case of these mRNA injections, we hear, as we've said, many predictions via the medical and PhD physician community talking about antibody dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming. Now, those may be wrong terms and wrong descriptions of what actually is going on based on arguments against viral isolation, etc. But the manifestation of what are known as systemic cytokine storms that can kill you is still real. Call it something else if you want. That they're disabling, disrupting, and creating aberrant immune reactions and responses, perhaps even in people that are immunocompromised. To what end? To what benefit? You get into the very uh, serious, let's say, oh my gosh, he's going there scenario of depopulation agendas. And whether you ascribe um, uh, Dr. Evil level nefarious agendas or not, you look at the end result being the same. So does it matter whether they intended to or not if the end result is the same? Again, I ask the question. So what do you got on the boosters? Are they claiming that the Pfizer BioNTech? So, yes, I've just read that the if if you got the Pfizer or the AstraZeneca uh, mm. as it's your a booster, full dose, you get isn't it? A full dose. Yeah. The Moderna, for whatever reason, yeah, they give it's you half. half. All right, yeah. so I stand correct halfway, half corrected. But I was only thinking in terms of Pfizer because that's really the one everybody's getting. But that's just sure. my my bias in terms of what I was communicating, and in that context, I I stand correct that the third dose the booster is just the same exact shot that you got before it's just renamed right that's all they rename it oh look at miraculous it's going to do this now where are the studies on that oh well we don't have them yet and if we do we're not going to release them for another 75 years anyway right i mean what kind of circus are they running at fda much less at pfizer so you it's the you can't make this stuff up category isn't it this is the kind of thing where i've been pointing this out on this show this is my we're in the calendar year 2022 i've entered we've entered my 23rd year of broadcast healing and i've been more right than wrong and at the times where i'm wrong i don't have a problem admitting it this isn't about my ego super don that's why i have you here to make sure i don't you know get to where i can't fit my head in the doorway (laughs) robert's right again oh no not again uh here we go again the diva is right again Hey, it's not your fault. No, of course not. So if we're in uh, France and you don't get the jab or jabs, apparently it's appropriate to be pissed off. In fact, Macron, the president of France, is encouraging it. Check this article out. This is almost like, why doesn't Biden do this? I mean, he might as well. He said it's, it's going to be death for everybody. That doesn't get the shot. That's Biden. Macron says, I'm going to piss off everybody who's not vaccinated in France. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not making this up. French President Emmanuel Macron raised eyebrows and provoked a fair amount of shock. Shocked, I said, on Tuesday when he warned people in France not yet vaccinated. Remember the altered definition of vaccine. Uh, with COVID-19 jabs, that he would annoy them by limiting access to key aspects of life in the country. 
He says, I don't want to piss the French people off, but as far as the non-vaccinated, I really want to piss them off. And we will continue to do this to the end. This is the strategy. He added that would mean limiting as much as possible their activities in social life. And yeah, that's going to piss the French off. I agree. It will. But, it, you know, it's Biden is one step away from that. Is he not super Don? At this point, he's like, yeah, why not? I mean, he's already ticked us off. Not that we want to expend a lot of energy toward Biden on this. But I mean, this, the agenda of the leaders of the Western world is making life as miserable as possible. No fun allowed. No normal human activities until you get jabbed by experimental injections of the mRNA variety. It's true. And Biden changes his mind all the time, too. I mean, yeah. do you remember what it was? It was like right before, what was it, Christmas? The week of Christmas, mm-hmm. he did that uh, press conference. And this was the one where he was basically, he said, you know, uh, this is going to be a winter of death for everybody mm-hmm. who hasn't been vaccinated. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who could forget? And this, and just a couple of days ago, he came out and said, well, don't be alarmed. It's like, what, what do you mean don't be alarmed? You basically told everybody that if you weren't vaccinated, you were going to die. <laughs> uh for christmas right and now you come out well listen you maybe you know you should maybe be concerned but don't be alarmed mm-hmm. it's like but you know the mixed messages uh yeah. are, are crazy that they're, they're, they're coming out of the white house and out of the I, government right I, now I, look i on one level if i detach from the real world reality of people that are falling prey to all this nonsense and garbage and, and propaganda if i separate myself from that it's quite entertaining It's actually humorous. I mean, if you think about it, if we were to look strategically and go, you know what? Here's what we're going to do, guys and girls, you know, talking about high level government bureaucracy meetings. All right. How are we going to get them to get the jab? I know presidents of the countries that they're in will overtly make a pronouncement that I am going to piss you off if you don't get the shot. I mean, that's the strategy. Yep, I'm coming out. President Biden. Now, it wasn't enough that I told you were going to die. Now I really have to piss you off. What are you going to do? Well, of course, there are attempts to stop you from engaging in normal life activities. And, and, and how is this a legitimate role for anybody in government in the Western world, much less in the United States, Canada or elsewhere? That you elect a president through a democratic process, theoretically anyway, and their now agenda is to piss you off if you don't obey them. That's a strategy. That's it. That's a strategy for for losers and, and what macron is doing is basically the same thing that uh, he wasn't the first to do this this is the same thing that you saw happening in new york with mm-hmm. de blasio the same thing yeah. you saw happening with newsom in california yeah you know basically just going you can't you can't go anywhere and eat you can't go and get a coffee at the coffee shop you mm-hmm. can't go see a movie you can't go shopping you can't do this you can't do that you know they're doing everything they can to try and make it so that li- you literally are not able to do anything can you uh, understand why the French are out in mass protesting? Like we've, I we've believe shown to they them. are doing the uh, I will fart in your general direction. Yes, exactly. Response to Macron. That's yes. perfect, right? Uh, there you go, Macron. That's what we think of your uh, ability to piss us off. I, I, I'm just pointing out, I think, what should be obviously absurd. That you now have such a desperate attempt that it's embarrassing. At any level where you, if anybody thought for a moment, Super Don, that these people were engaged in a scientific endeavor to do something to help you based on sound scientific reasoning and logic. And it's like, nope, 
I'm now just, all I care about is pissing you off to get you to get the shot. It's like, it's not even a, they can't even have a pretense. Most people at this point are going to say challenge accepted. Yeah, go ahead. Piss me off. I think. That's just the feeling I get. Not that I have my finger on the pulse of the planet. Yeah. But uh, I I think there's a lot of people, that's the the reaction you're going to have. They're going to be like, really? The the irony, of course, if the Lords of Karma have their way, Macron's going to get a vicious urinary tract infection. A vicious <laughs> urinary tract. Of it's going to be awful. Or he's going to be, like, he's gonna yeah. be one of the guys, people, it's going to be the next headline about well, Macron is to- po- tested positive for COVID-19. For being pissed off. It's right? like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, they've postponed the Grammys because of COVID-19. Dang, I know. I know that disappoints you, Robert. I know my plans really, are ruined. Wait, you were what? looking forward to sitting down and just because your your favorite woke musicians. Word. Hey, what? what <laughs> I, I don't want to say what is the Grammys. That would be silly because I know what the Grammys are. But yeah, I had no idea that they were even right. coming up. That they were going to be televised. Is that true? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're supposed to, but they're gonna. Uh, I'll watch reruns gonna... of Cobra Kai over that. Anything. <laughs> Well, listen, to be yeah. fair, I mean, you know, it's like how how much are we up on like the current music scene, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're like you old people now, so it's like, you know, all that stuff is just noise. But I, you uh, know what was funny at, at the gym the other day? Uh was it was it yesterday's workout? I was really annoyed because a lot of young people were there, right? I'm talking about millennials. They're in the thirties now, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're playing music. I'm like, I have no idea. My ears are bleeding. I'm like, come on guys. Really? <laughs> it's, it's really. Do you remember our parents used to say the same thing? Yes, I know. I know. So That's we're old. A, yeah. We admit it. But yeah. what was funny. And I love millennials. Believe me. They're they're We're having a great time. It's all in good fun. But at, by the end of the thing, I'm like, dude, all right. I, I look, I tolerated it enough. And I talked to one of the trainers. She's like, I don't know, 21, 22 sweetheart. She's absolutely amazing. And can you, Hey, can you do something for me? And she, she cranks up crackling Rosie by Neil diamond. And then by the end of that song, people are going, when are you coming tomorrow? I want to make sure I'm not here when that happens. (laughs) They're they're like, Oh, it was payback time. Oh, it was so good. It was so much fun. Anyway, we had a good time with that and and still, Oh, that's another thing. I don't know if I, did I mention this the other day, Adam, the guy that I told you about that I got on the cardio miracle. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only, you know, did he in one week reverse his uh, heart rate scenario from being in the red zone to the yellow zone, but he beat me in the chow challenge uh, a couple of weeks ago. And this week's chow challenge, he's like got seven more reps than me. I'm like, dude, I got to stop telling people. This is bad. I got to stop telling people about cardio miracle. It's not fair. No, I know. Because look, I gave away my secret. What's the cardio miracle? What are you going to do? By the way, if anybody shows how selfless you are, yeah, I know. I, I look, I tease because I love. I love because what is it you say? If you're pissed off right now, how about reaching out to our friends at cbdnf.com and getting some a uh, little extra organic hemp CBD? Mm, take it some right now. Uh, we had Joe Messino and Jamie Dorley on yesterday. We talked about it, reminding you to sign up, become a customer of uh, Nutritional Frontiers. You mentioned the Robert Scott Bell show; they're going to send you a bunch of goodies bunch of hemp cbd goodies and you're going to take a picture with them send it into super don ask rsb at gmail.com and then he'll include you in the next round of giveaways and jamie's been so generous every month we've been doing a giveaway and i'm like dude why wouldn't you sign up for that it's free and you might win oh, and of course yeah. you'll want the cbd so 
Absolutely. And we just, we just gave away the one and we'll do, we'll give another one away. Um, Next month. The beginning of next month, yeah. We try and do it sometime in the first week of the of the uh, of the month. I'm lo- I, I don't see a picture of Michael Bolden in there. Did he not take advantage of the free offer? I'm like Michael. What are you not thinking? Um, I don't think so. Tenth Amendment Center know. needs all the CBD it can get to put up with the nonsense that they have to cover. Hap- I mean, there's good stuff happening in, in terms of nullification. That's why we're awaiting his oh Royal Highness Michael Bolden from Tenth Amendment Center for his schedule to open up so we can get him on the show again and talk about ways to nullify mandates and prohibitions and all of that. It's been a while, too long. Even though you did, Super Don, pick out a great encore, I think, we had Bolden on during the holidays. With him, yes, With it, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Unbeknownst to him, he didn't, yeah, no permission required. It's the required. next best thing. Right, Michael? Thing. Look at that. That mug, don't you want this mug? You know, if he opens up his schedule, I might send him this mug as a thank you. Right? Really? That's just yeah. one. Isn't that one of a kind? Yeah, it's a one-off. Wow. Thanks to Allison. It says, Limited don't ask edition. for permission where none is required. I, I know right. Michael doesn't like that, so never mind. Nope. <laughs> he wouldn't use it. Pretty bad when you got to try and bribe somebody to come on your show. I know. It's like, how desperate am I? I look really <laughs> desperate. I was like, come on, Robert. That's beneath you. Don't do that. By the uh, way, while I'm thinking about it, yeah, we have a new patron. We do. We do. Sherry Neal signed up. Oh, sh- oh, Sherry's amazing. We'll have to get her on the show sometime. Sherry is really doing everything she can in a great way to keep the torch going for our dearly departed friends. Not a doc and not a nurse. Chris and Angie. Sherry is doing amazing things. And uh, we love you, Sherry. Thank you for supporting us that way through the Patreon. We look forward to having you on our next Zoom meeting. Ask me anything. Uh, we haven't set that up yet for this month. Uh, so uh, we're looking forward to that and having her on board. That'll be fun. That'll be yep. great. Uh, let's see what else we got here going on. Uh, she looking at the chat room. As you said, if you're just tuning in, you're going, "Where's where is that guy you said was going to be on, Peter McCullough?" Well, he said he's going to be coming on, but it's bonus round. So today, maybe only today, maybe it becomes a habit. I don't know. The third hour of the Robert Scott Bell show will be happening as long as Peter can hang out or we might just do a short burst and re- reschedule. I don't know, but you have to stay tuned to figure that out. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Please sign up for email alerts. Super Don doesn't send out a ton of email, but very critical things to support your efforts, the good health, healing, all of that. And uh, please share the show because we do not have a PR agency other than you. And you, and you, and you. You know who you are. Thank you <laughs> for sharing the show. All right, where are we at in terms of our uh, uh, scheduled, uh, because I know we had to alter the way we're running the show today. Yeah, well, um, did you pass over the case counts? I think you did. I think you went jumped right to Macron. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did. Hold on. Let me see if I can find those again. That would you be a good one to it, do. You switched it up here. I, I, I kind of knew that I would screw something up on that. Well, I think you just you kind of wanted to avoid the story altogether because you're kind of like. I'm over it. It's all crap anyway. I know. But this is it. Here it is. Like, Medical experience. Why are we even talking about this? COVID case counts may be losing importance amid. Omicron. What? Omicron. 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 Whatever. What did Biden um, call it? Omicron. Aquaman. Amid Aquaman. That's what he called it. Yeah. Yes. Case counts. What are case counts? Did they this ever dumb, mean anything? Dude. This I look, I'll agree with you on this. This is yeah. dumb. And this is the reason why for me, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Go. Uh because if you remember when this whole thing started, what were they focusing on? Deaths. Deaths. This yeah. death. This death. COVID death. COVID mm-hmm. death. You know, and as we find out years later, a lot of that was bunk. 
um, because these were people that were were dying. You know, they, they truly died, but they were well. They admitted with, they died of uh, not because you know, head injury. Of, right? Or, yeah, it wasn't exactly. the cause. So then they switched it from deaths to cases. Mm-hmm. And that became the thing. Oh, coronavirus cases, 10,000 here, you know, 30,000 here, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now with this, this Omicron, uh, this, is, this is supposed to be extremely uh, contagious. They call it and super so contagious. Everybody's getting it, but everybody's having either no symptoms or mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so the numbers themselves look huge. You know, I, I was, I think it was over the week. Was it over the weekend or maybe it was the last, in the last day or two um, headline, 1 million cases in a day. Well, and it's like, so, so what? what? Right. So what? I mean, it's the, like, well, how many people caught a cold? Yeah. Well, the, know, the that, new, that, the new normal super Don is that it's always got to be case counts because they have nothing else. Because yeah. it, it looks huge, right? Mm-hmm. A million cases in a day. How many people farted yesterday? You know, it's like we should be counting all of that. There's a methane epidemic in the in the country, right? So, it, it, to me, mm-hmm. I, I laugh every time now I see these headlines where it's like some famous person or mm-hmm. semi-famous person yeah. test positive. You know, they're at home eating a hot dog or whatever. I mean, you know, they're not like you know in the hospital, but hold, they tested positive. On. Hold on, we got we got to jump over the case demic counts too. I'm looking at this paragraph. It says Omicron accounted for 95% of new coronavirus infections in the last week, according to CDC. Wait a second. Didn't we just find out, not that it was new to us, but we revealed again yesterday, that there is no testing going on for these variants? They just like, we just assume it. Because there's no independent analysis of it anyway. Yeah, that's one of those those questions that mm-hmm. for me I, I is frustrating because I have yet to see somebody come out publicly. Mm-hmm in any type of significant way and explain that situation. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, so it's, it's like, Lucy, like, you got some explaining to do, but the, the, the how point, do you know it's Omicron? Right. The point is that there's not a validated test for Omicron. And if we go back for new viewers and listeners, the Robert Scott Bell show, which I said from the beginning of this whole nonsense that the PCR test was crap to begin with, that there is no quantitative analysis that they never did. As my good buddy, John Rappaport pointed out, uh, an, an independent double blind uh, kind of analysis of all the tests, right? Take a number of tests, take a hundred, take a thousand, take 10,000 for all you want, send them out to independent reviewers and have them say, all right, now based on these test results of a, let's say a thousand test results for PCR, all saying positive for P, for uh, um, before there's a bore Omicron Delta, just like, let's go start it. Get the start baseline. You got to start with a baseline before you can go start going variants on me. Baseline. All right. Tell me about these thousand tests. All positive. Tell me about, you know, and you have them numbered. So they're completely anonymous to the reviewers. Even the people sending them out don't know. It's kind of blinded in a double blinded way. And so nobody knows the patients. Nobody knows whether they're sick or not. And say, all right, you experts, tell me. All you expert reviewers, tell me. Uh, Test number one. Test test number thousand. Test number five. Every. Tell me, is this person dead? Is this person alive? Is this person a mild symptom? Is this person a no symptom? Is this person on death's door in ICU? And then let's unblind them and see if there was any validity beyond uh, what statistical significance of a flip a coin scenario. Still to this day, that's never been done. So what does a positive PCR test even mean? I'm going to say nobody freaking knows. 
they are still making it up as they go, even as one of the PCR tests had been basically, we've withdrawn the EUA and we've got a better one now that can tell the difference between a cold and a flu. And it's like, okay. And all of these, gosh, darn it, I'm sorry, morons. Have you seen cars lined up by the hundreds waiting to get tested for a test that doesn't have any valid standard even two years later? Talk about exasperation, Super Don. I, yeah, I need to. It's, this is like one of those things where it's. I just I got to dig in and find out because I hear I, I read conflicting information mm-hmm. on, on on that whole thing. But which whole yeah, thing? Yeah, which right. whole thing? Tell me uh, which thing. The, yeah, whether they can actually detect variants or not. I know that that. Oh, that you're on the variants time. again. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. and so I I just I need to satisfy my own. Um, I, I need to find that. one lab that has sent out for independent validation verification to another lab, much less to a quote-unquote government-level lab to go, hey, this is what we're doing. Are we doing it right? Can you duplicate what we've just found? Or is this just, hey, we've sequenced it. This is the sequence. We're going to send out the digital sequence, and everybody's just going to keep copying and thinking and doing their own method. Super D, that's not right. That's not the way science is conducted. I mean, initially, you can do that and then go, hey, I need it validated. But if it's never done, and this is what we reported on not long ago, that they admitted they didn't. It was too expensive. It was too cumbersome. So why bother? That was with but the that Delta. That may have changed, right? That may have changed. Things yeah, but don't you think, Super now, Don, so. come on. Don't you think with all of their uh, credibility at stake, the moment they had done it, they'd be going, hey, look, look what we did. Maybe. 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 Or maybe they're just, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, the, the, the official explanation for so long has been, yes, that we can detect the, uh, the, the variant. And now you're spouting conspiracy theories. Accepted that, so they, maybe they didn't feel it was necessary to have a press conference. Maybe they didn't feel like science, scientific methodology mattered. Maybe they don't think well, validation did, is since, important since, anymore. Since, since when have they ever? Well, that's my point. We are on the right okay. side of contemporary history. As we look back, you know, they're going to look back and go, Robert was right, and other people like we've been saying this. All right. And kudos to those who acknowledge, hey, man, uh, I thought it was this way, but it looks like it was weird to think that you could be right, Robert, on this because you're not a Ph.D. level scientist or medical doctor. But I'm telling you, these people are, are basically programmed in hoodwink to just believe what they're told. And that is not the basis for good science ever in terms of scientific methodology. You don't just say, well, he said it. They said it. They report. I saw it in the news. New York Times said it. That's basically it. It's like, well, everybody accepts it, Super Don, so we don't even have to bother validating. Or if we did, we're not even going to bother to say it because everybody believes it. What's the point? It'd be too much effort to tell everybody that we validated it. Is that your argument? (laughs) We did it, but we decided not to tell anybody because it was just too much effort. Dude, if they validated, they'd be all over. Look at this validated test. That would be huge news because then they would... What curtail the ability of Robert Scott Bell to say what he's saying and Peter McCullough to say what he, or others, you know, that we we talk about. Oh, man, I, I think I'm a little too animated. I need to take a I don't do day quill or night quill, so I'll take some more. <laughs> night quill. You'd be you'd be asleep halfway through the show. Give me a certified organic non GMO beer. I'll drink this much of it. and You'll see. Whoa, he's just a little silly. Suddenly you just just fall over. He's very relaxed now. What is that? I didn't I tune leave in for that. Here. Uh, How are you guys sorry, doing? You guys having a good time? I know Peter McCullough's scheduled still. He said he's going to join us in the third hour of the Robert Scott Bell show that we <laughs> said we wouldn't do. We were looking for sponsorship. My gosh. Let's take another hour. How do we explain this to our wives today? 
as I said yesterday, you have one wife, I have one wife. This is not about multiple. <laughs> the plural was, yes. yeah, I was talking about two wives, you have one, I have one. <sighs> I, I don't know. I haven't explained that yet. Or we might be in trouble. Or you might just take off anyway and leave me. I kind of have to. Oh, come on. Unfortunately, really? well, I do. I've got company coming over and I got to help help my... Well, here's the thing. If I don't, then my yeah. wife's going to be doing housework and I got to like... Oh, now you have a legitimate excuse. I, She's still in recovery. I got to jump in so. the way and keep her from doing it, so... Yeah, I get that. Um, All right. Got my my sister and her husband coming up to visit uh, for a few days. So yeah, we don't want you in the dog house, even though the dogs live in your house. <laughs> so I guess technically you live in a dog house. By the yeah, kind of do actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it? Just I just got an email from Judy mm-hmm. um, who has a possible question for Jonathan Emore. Now normally we wouldn't have him on tomorrow, but just to give you guys a heads up, he is not going to be able to make it tomorrow. We thought about, so, I, I remember, and my wife said she remembered him saying that last, yeah. end of last year, the last show. So we're wide open so, for hour one tomorrow. Judy, I will, I will uh, see if I can pass this on maybe to uh, uh, Jonathan for you. Okay. Well, yeah, he will not be on the show. So I don't know what we'll be doing tomorrow in hour one. All right. I know that we're planning to, to in hour two, there's that Ty Bollinger guy and me, um, Peter McCullough's joining us in the bonus round or third hour of the show, if that happens. Um, Let's see. We covered the Fauci stuff. We got the Omicron case counts. Questions of the day. That's what we're going right now. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Time for questions of the day, y'all. Let's go. All right. Here we go. First one's from Rita. Lovely Rita, meter maid. Is that how it goes? Was Rita the meter maid in that song? (laughs) Beatles? I'm not familiar with that. It was one. a Beatles song. I, I didn't do it justice. I admit it, but I, I, look up the lyrics. What is, it? what is it called? Lovely Rita Meter Maid. That's how it starts. Anybody oh, a Beatles that fan? Sounds familiar. Yeah, hold on a second. I, I can't stump Super Don on a Beatles song. That doesn't work. You know, I like the Beatles. I wasn't like, you know, like a groupie or something. All right. Well, I didn't think you were a groupie. I wasn't going that far. All right, Rita. This is to you and me. Hi, RSB okay. and Super Don. I listened to the show today. I guess that was yesterday. Excellent show, by the way. They're getting better and better. Super Don, the pressure's on. If the shows are getting better and better, I mean, you know what? what? Yeah, but you know what? I got it. You know, uh, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be fair here, man. I got to give some credit to KT, man. Yeah, KT is doing. He's he's been bringing it, rocking some amazing guests. Yeah, Yeah. and and by the way, this those of you didn't see yesterday, we got a shipment, a mysterious shipment in. Check this out. These are like top flight baseball caps with the Robert Scott Bell Show logo and microphone and in secret code, hidden secret code there. You don't see it because it's in black thread. This is thread sewed in. It says the power to heal is yours. Secret code. So we have new giveaways. If you're not already in an AMA uh, uh, participant by a patron, you might want to just for the hat. See what you can win that. That's awesome. So KT has been slaying it with guests. And all kinds of and all cool kinds stuff. of cool stuff. So Rita asks. So Rita, what am I hearing myself? Are you scheduling a video that I don't know of, Super Don? Okay, there you go. I was right, wasn't I? Yes. All right. I, I didn't attempt to even be in key on that. Don't worry about that. But <laughs> you were right. All right. So there I'm I go. Not as again. familiar with it. I listened to the show yesterday, she said, and my question now is about vitamin D3 because uh, Joe Messino and, and uh, Jamie Dorley were talking about it, right? 
She said, I started taking the D3 innate response formulas from Choose to Be Healthy. That's 100% whole food form, right? As I was listening to the speakers from Natural Frontier, Nutritional Frontiers, it's called. Uh, and, and they talk about D3 without K2. Not good, right? And so there are supplement manufacturers that put the D3 with K2 right in their supplements to help. But we got to look at the K2 availability in food. It's not like K2 is unavailable in food. And Super Don, remember when you looked up the, some of the foods that uh, K2 is, is bioavailable from? Mm-hmm. Because Rita's trying to you know switch all her supplements to the whole food form, right? And uh, so you can basically be sure that certain foods that you're eating contain the K2. Do you remember some of them, Super D? We were talking about it before the show. I know that the, the number one mm-hmm. on the list was something yeah. called natto. Natto? Or natto. natto? Mm-hmm. And it's like what, like a fermented, uh, fermented form of, yeah. Um, or soybeans, 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 that's what it was. So we're not fans of soybeans here. Most of it's, uh, genetically modified on, but there, there are certified organic sources of soy and soy when fermented or cultured becomes a functional food that is not creating estrogenic spikes, et cetera. So that particular, uh, substance apparently has more of the K2 and it's an easy thing to get. If you don't know how to make it, another one? sauerkraut um, is another great probiotic, prebiotic and probiotic food that contains K2. So if you're taking a whole food form of D or other forms of D3 and they don't have the K2, again, they're readily available dietary sources. I know some people just want to take the pill or the capsule or whatever. K2. That's fine. But yeah. the point is, uh, Rita, you're, you're okay. Just look at some of the food sources for K2. It's not that difficult. Well, and and ultimately, get, yeah. one of the other places I read, mm-hmm. uh, it did say that as long as you are a meat eater, a meat, mm-hmm. that, that you're generally going to be okay on K2. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rita, thanks for asking that question. Uh, number two on the list of questions is there's two in here, part one and two from Matt. Water conditioners seem to be a better solution to hard water and metals from wells. Is excess iron a concern here for the millions of wells? Uh, on wells but water conditioners use citric acid i believe citric acid is made from mold and gmo food for the mold what do you think about this and about citric acid now is it possible to make citric acid from um non-gmo sources yes it's true but it's usually you're right when it's manufactured for mass use it's uh typically engineered and i i tend to try to avoid it as well what do we got here oh by the way, yeah, I have the, uh, this is also non-GMO2, um, Super K2 Plus from Nutritional Frontiers. My wife just handed me. Let me just bring oh, yeah. that back up on screen so everybody can see it. So, it, again, for those that want the K2 and don't want to eat natto or or uh, sauerkraut, some, or you know, liver. Again, yeah, or liver, right, exactly. Um, anyway, that, the option's there. We love Nutritional Frontiers. They're, they're big supporters of health, freedom, and healing liberty. Thank you, honey, for bringing that. Uh, so back to the wells, citric acid. Um, how do you remove the heavy metals that clog and stain everything from water? And how bad is that for your health? Well, Superdon, I know you have like a, a, a gravity fed like water filter, right? That, that's really clean. Mm-hmm. So you, you pull stuff out. We have the echo water system. For those that don't have whole house systems, there are uh, activated charcoal and different uh, K2. I think K2 is another media. I, I think it's called. Uh, that's not the same thing, but it, that can pull out metals as well from the water source without dealing with water, let's say, conditioners. 
So there are other methods to do that. Of course, they don't always pull out the iron as efficiently. So I, I would reach out, Matt, to, to Synergy Science because they have whole house filtration systems and you let them know what type of water source you're using and they can modify that system for you so that you may or may not need a softener or if you have a, 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 a softener solution they would have that might not involve genetically engineered citric acid, for instance, if that's a concern, which I understand why it might be. Uh, so we'll, you know what we'll have to do? And I've been reaching out to Paul to try and get him scheduled We have for the new year. Paul Bertero, we'll have to get Paul back on. We'll talk water purification technologies as such and yeah. uh, follow up on Matt's question there. So part two of his question says, my mom doesn't respond well to salt. She doesn't like potassium salt, which, you know, sodium chloride, you have potassium chloride. Some people switch to. She does like sea salt, but her arthritis swells up from sea salt alone. So I can't blame uh, the silica additive for her inflammation, right? Because some of them put silicates in these things uh, as a, well, as an additive, not necessary. What do you think about her aversion to salt? Matt, well, look, I'm not going to argue that it's not real. Her body is like if she gets on some kind of salt. Now, I would argue that going to an ancient mineral salt, if you felt like you needed to use salt, there are, we've talked about the ancient uh, beds in Poland, for instance. There are Himalayan salts. There's also the real salt that's found in Utah underground. And I actually went underground to, uh, was it 200 feet underground into that thing? That was amazing. And, and yet they have uh, more than even the so-called sea salts that are out there in many cases, as far as the mineral balance there. And I've uh, found that people that were averse to all other forms of salt could find a salt that would work. However, I will say this, Matt, for your mom, the Schussler cell salts in homeopathy. And you could do that. that. Say that five times real fast. Schussler cell salts. That's all. <laughs> you can actually do, um, well, natural muriaticum, homeopathic. Uh, but there are forms of the different uh, salts that are kind of unique to the essence of life itself on a mineral basis. Taking them homeopathically can help facilitate uh, the ability to interact more appropriately with normally occurring salts. I'm not saying adding refined salts, right? That's a problem. But in many cases, when you bring in those balanced 71, 81 minerals that are there, 84 or some say, uh, you don't have that same issue with swelling, right? But it can be an issue of dehydration, chronic low-level dehydration, that the salt then pulls the water out of the cells, and then you have resulting inflammation. So is your mom drinking enough water, and is she drinking antioxidant water like you can get from Synergy Science? So if you go to the uh, website, robertscottbell.com, uh, let's see if we can find the antioxidant water banner. I'm going to go up, going to go down. All right, scrolling down, trying to make everybody dizzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Hydrogen water. Click on the hydrogen water link. It'll take you to Synergy Science, and you'll always get Robert Scott Bell Show deals like you won't get anywhere else. And uh, there's the various echo water machines that produce hydrogen. And if you don't want a whole machine that you can put countertop or even under sink like that, you can even get like the Echo Go for a very reasonable price. And they're always giving an RSB show discount too. And that will produce that water that is also antioxidant water because of the hydrogen in there. And it's very reasonable. So I would say if you want to get your mom an Echo Go for the new year, that would be great. If you're budgeted up, get her one of the Echo machines that you can install at the sink or under the sink and, and get her plugged in. And that will help her deal with the inflammation just via water, just via water. How amazing is that? So that's cool. Let me see. Let me go back to our website, see if I missed 
uh, any more questions of the day. Where am I now? I'm di- making myself dizzy going up and down. No, I think did we get all of the questions? Was there were only think, two two questions? Yeah, there was uh, two, and one was a two parter. I think you're good. Okay. Any other questions or comments coming through the chat room? We're almost up at the top of the hour. I know almost. Ty is yeah. on on. Uh, we on we the actually road. have one more story before the end of the show. I you know I, lo- end of hour I love one, science you know. even the, or yeah the end of our one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you you're a big fan of science. Real science. science. Yeah, okay. okay. I was just say what they call science, science right now sucks. So yeah, that's different. You look at the stuff that they're talking about, a lot of the debates and stuff that are going on right now. And mm-hmm. this, you know, our science is right, your science, you know, yours is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, this science here though, that we're about to uh, announce to our, our viewers and listeners here is some of the most cutting edge and interesting science I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that we can bring this to people because for the longest time, I've I've sat here and pondered how mm-hmm. smart are goldfish. <laughs> we we wonder about that every day, if not you know, on the air, then off the air. And apparently, in Beersheba, Israel, somebody had the same question. Mm, interesting. And they figured out that goldfish, if you train them right, <laughs> yes, can actually drive tiny robotic cars on land. So I see this image of a goldfish in a like a, a square bowl on a robotic kind of little moving thing, and they're saying that it's swimming in a direction it's, it, that it wants to go in. It's learning how to make that thing go around the room. They 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 actually uh, trained these fish, showed mm-hmm. that they had the ability to recover and get back on track after bumping into a wall or encountering a fake target on the wall. And they basically, they would re- reward the fish when it went the right way. And so I got, believe it or not, dude, they managed to get a goldfish yeah. to be able to maneuver a vehicle the right way, like through a maze and stuff and get to the end. I'm showing a, a video of this uh, goldfish moving right now. It's on screen for those of you watching the show and they're actually showing it and it's swimming towards something and that that technology is allowing it to get a reward. So it's actually learning to target it's something learning. and drive. So here's what, what I got, a, a memo to Uber and Lyft drivers. Your days are numbered, for one. <laughs> and for Elon Pizza Musk. Pizza delivery drivers, yep. you're, you're going to be out of out of work soon. Well, think about it. Goldfish are way cheaper. They are. They, and, and think about Elon Musk and all the technologies going into self-driving uh, you know, Teslas. He's got nothing on the price of goldfish. That's right. With inflation, goldfish are going to be taking over the world. And by the way, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so long and thanks for all the fish. We're going to have to get rid of the dolphins now. Oh, that's not nice to say because the dolphins eat goldfish. And dolphins are a little pricier than goldfish. So they're probably going to be, you know, dolphins are going to be hungry because they're not going to be fed any goldfish anymore. I'm just thinking of obvious unintended consequences that may or may not be one of them. <laughs> just the most, what are we doing? Right? We because science has figured out all of the important stuff they're now yeah. figuring they're, they're now uh trying to see whether goldfish can drive cars so well and we're gonna find out if uh ty bollinger can drive as well as a goldfish he's dressed like a goldfish today so stand by for hour two of the robert scott bell show ty's gonna be the warm-up <laughs> act for peter mccullough because P- mccullough says we want a third hour of the show and apparently we're gonna go there so stand by for that and a whole lot more healing thanks for being here share the show robertscottbell.com slash listen And chime in next hour because Ty Bollinger is going to take this thing to the next level. 
because the power to heal is yours. Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, y'all. We got a lot more to do in this hour and then a third hour, apparently, of the Robert Scott Bell Show. How am I going to explain it to my wife? Well, she'll probably understand. Super Don, however, is not as flexible. And that's not a slight on Jenny. She's recovering from, and we talked about the procedure in December there. And Super Don, she's still the super mom, super wife, doing more than she should. And you're stuck here. Yes. On the show, and she's probably doing things you're like get back to bed, rest. Need 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 to do an intervention. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of interventions, someone to intervene and make us make sure we're on the right track here. Our buddy Ty Bollinger is back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. First time, 2022. Happy New Year, buddy. Hey, you too, buddy. I thought intervention. I thought you were going to refer to that show that's on TV about all like the the drug addicts and the meth heads that get you know get an intervention and then they go to recovery. So I thought you were going to go there, but you no. went another direction. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not where I was going to go. Although I did like that you're dressed in orange today. We were talking about goldfish being able to drive, apparently. Uh, and so that uh, Elon Musk and his self-driving Teslas, way too expensive. Goldfish work cheaply. And I think that's a better use of technology. Goldfish, huh? Yeah, I was goldfish. not aware of that. You know, and I didn't know that you uh, were even talking about it, but you know, orange, gold, close. Mm -hmm. This is just a Tennessee redneck, you know, flannel shirt that I love. And it's starting to get cold here. Um, where you're at, you get a lot more snow than we do. You used to not get any snow. Not now at you all. Get a lot I know. more than we do. Super Don's loving it because I don't get to take pictures at the beach and at Christmas and Thanksgiving and go, na 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 na. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I love the snow personally. I, and I'm, I was about to say we're, uh, we're getting ready for a big, uh, Northern to blow through here tonight. And, mm -hmm. We're expecting three to five inches of snow tomorrow here in Nashville area. Wow. Okay. So it's going to be a, a good size snow, hopefully. Well, and I know your driveway, you better get up there first before it happens. I, actually, that's why I'm here. I'm actually not in the parking lot of Kroger anymore. I'm in Publix because Kroger is now requiring all their employees to be vaccinated. So we will not shop there anymore. We will not support mm. companies that endorse tyranny and enforce tyranny. So uh, Kroger has lost a lot of business with us because we bought all our groceries there for the last several years. And I know a lot of people are going to boycott Kroger because they're requiring employees to be vaccinated. So I'm, uh, I'm actually here in the parking lot of Publix that does not require that. they got a great organic section hmm. and just going to buy a few things before the, the northern blows in tomorrow because we might be right. snowed in for a couple of days. Yeah, that's true. And it's interesting. When we were in Florida, of course, Publix had a lot of organic. They have a big natural set as well. And they're all at the mainstream, uh, let's say, grocery store level competing who can do things that only used to be Whole Foods did. And that's why Whole Foods lost their specialness and they went crazy, too. But you're right. I mean, if Kroger's uh, man managing to uh, Im demand that their employees get jabbed, uh, let them know and go elsewhere until they change we the will. policy. Yeah. yeah. We're, Charlene and I were just talking about that yesterday. We're going to let the Kroger, the manager know, but I will not spend another penny at Kroger. Right. And, and Charlene, if you're, you're watching and listening, I know she's so busy, probably not, but I know if she's on the TTAC uh, telegram page, let everybody know your husband, he's a star. He's on the Robert Scott Bell show every week mm -hmm. and he's looking good out there getting, she's, getting a, all she's actually not, she's not listening right now. I can tell you for sure, because 
she has a three o'clock interview right now. She's on taping with uh, Karen Turk with One America or Real America's Voice for her uh, newscast, and she'll be on Real America's Voice tonight, and that they're taping right now. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, we want to talk with you about a number of stories here in the new year. It just gets more bizarre as we go. But if we think and reminisce back a year from tomorrow, a year back, it's January 6th again. And this rallying cry for a leftist collectivist globalist to claim that there was an attempted coup on January 6th, 2021. I've never seen a coup uh, be like the one that they claimed ha- happened on January 6th of, of last year. You were there outside. We were walking, you were walking down the street when we were reporting on what was going on. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, in retrospect, maybe we know more than we did certainly on that day. But what's our perspective? Because there's apparently a poll on Axios saying Americans are fearing a January 6th repeat. I've not talked to any American out here that's even mentioned. It's like a non-issue, a non-story. What's going on? You know, it's it's kind of like racism in America. It really doesn't exist. Ex, you know, it, very, very small amount of people are racist, but we're told that it's an epidemic of racism because the media tells us, but it doesn't really exist um, in a, on a large scale. It's the same with this. I, I'm not aware of anybody that's aware that's afraid of a January 6th repeat. Yeah. I mean, I read that story. I'm like, are you kidding me? Who? Everyone's afraid. Who? Nobody's afraid. Nobody. I, I know. Look, we have conversations with people all the time and not one time. Can I remember other than a news story we may have covered in the last year about that event? Not yeah. one person that I've interacted with has said, oh, my gosh, January 6th is coming. I'm really concerned that uh, somebody might try <laughs> yeah. to get into the Capitol again. Not once. No, no, it's it's absurd. It's absurd. You know, it's it's the equivalent of, you know, the the media publishes a story that uh, the, the American public is afraid of a three-headed purple mutant from outer space eating their peanut butter and jelly. It's like, no, no, <laughs> nobody's worried of that. Nobody's worried about that. And nobody's worried about a January 6th repeat. And, and honestly, I was there and did the live broadcast walking down Pennsylvania Avenue after leaving the Capitol. Thank mm-hmm. God I didn't go in because yeah. I'd probably be in jail now. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people that, that went in peacefully and, you know, the, the cops opened the doors. They, they let people in. They didn't break the doors down. Um, at the very end, they they were stopping people from coming in, and that's when I got uh, pepper sprayed. And I was out in the crowd, and they were opening the door and pepper spraying people to kind of disperse the crowd because they were afraid that more people were going to come in, which they didn't after they closed the doors. But at the very first, they'd let the people in. Um, but I did that that broadcast that day, and gosh, man, it's it's crazy what the way that that story has been mm-hmm. sculpted and changed from that day because. The reality is what I saw was a lot of patriots that loved the country, that loved the freedom that we enjoy, that supported President Trump, and were there at the Capitol peacefully protesting, singing God Bless America, singing the Star Spangled Banner out in front of the Capitol. That's what I saw. Um, The only violence I saw were um, a couple of times that the crowd of patriots attacked Mm-hmm. people that brought pipes and looked like they could have been weapons to be used and they beat them up. Um, I didn't see any, anyone attack the police, push the police or anything. I did see a couple people throw water bottles at the police and those people got summarily the crap beaten out of them by the Patriots that said, we support, we back the blue. Right. They so weren't just, in, endorsing violence. And, and by the way, no. what was the end result of the investigation into how many, 
of those people were actually FBI, either informants or somehow associated or connected to FBI. Yeah, I, I don't know the, the percentage of the number, but a large number of them were con- associated with the FBI. And we, we know now that this was, I guess, an attempted false flag that didn't really work out the way they wanted to, mm-hmm. right? Uh, problem, reaction, solution, right? The Hegelian dialectic. Mm-hmm. And they tried to create a problem here. Yeah. And the Patriots didn't cooperate because the Patriots didn't want to storm the Capitol or do any damage. They just wanted Mike Pence who is a traitor still in my book to do his job, which he did not do. Yeah. Hey, super Don, I want to bring you into the mix real quick because maybe it's just me and Ty. We don't travel and mix company enough to have people that apparently are according to this poll, really concerned about tomorrow or repeat of what happened a year ago on January 6th. Am I, is, is, is Ty out of touch? Are we out of touch? Uh, is that a conversation that you've had with many people? What's happening there? I have not had that conversation with anybody, but uh, my my take on it is that, you know, tomorrow they're planning to have their, you know, Biden is supposed to give a speech, you know, on the, on the one year anniversary, you know, whatever of the insurrection, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why they're doing this or making such a big deal out of it is because they're trying to create a narrative that or keep it going. Right. Mm hmm that it was and it an attempted coup a super that, just you know people were okay. were fleeing for their lives as you know the 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 the, the invasion of the capitol building and stuff so um do i think there's going to be a repeat i don't think so you know the thing is 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 from what i understand and i don't i know ty you were there uh there was like all these 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 people that were there and they were giving speeches and they were talking and they were rallying and all that kind of stuff like that. And then you had like this group of people that like just like were causing problems, right? I mean, that's that's at least how I observed it. Now that that hasn't been shown since then because they want to focus on you know the the sh- the shaman dude with the the horns and the you know whatever like that. That he's like the face of uh, of what happened there. But it was like, it seemed to me like there was like a bunch of people that they were doing a rally and a protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had like these people that were like causing problems, causing trouble that were not the majority of the people that were there. Well, and then the, to my point that I'm making is like they acknowledged that a number of people had some kind of affiliation, loose or direct with FBI. You know, it's not. It's not well, out of the realm of okay. what they've done in the past, and, and too. Here's the flip side of that, okay? Because they have said, well, see, there here was Fred Smith, and Fred Smith uh, used to be a member of some white nationalist organization or something like that. And it's kind of like, okay, but, you know, like, if we took everybody that was at, like, a, a BLM protest and ran their, you know, backgrounds and everything like that, you probably could find some people there that you could say, hey, these weren't some good people. But that doesn't mean that everybody there was bad. Right. Yeah, of course not. I mean, that's uh, so, you, yeah. you know, they, they try and do this was a, a, a white supremacist protest. You know, it's like that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, that, that was not it was not a, a but what a, is it? What is the narrative rally? Yeah. What is this narrative support? Right. Ty, what is it? What are they trying to say here? Honestly, are they trying to say that anybody that has a differing view than the leftist, collectivist, socialist, communist, AOC wing of the Democrat Party, they're you know, one step removed from insurrection. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to criminalize dissent right now. That's what they've, they've tried. They've been trying to do that since January 6th. So if you don't agree, 
um, with their narrative, you're a criminal, right? You're an insurrectionist. You're a liar. You're a dangerous, you know, you're, you're a domestic terrorist. Whatever, they have a lot of different terms, but that's what they're trying to do is to criminalize dissent. Um, and that's what they've been do, trying to do since that day. Um, and, you know, the reality is, and, and I'm not trying to say that there weren't some really pissed off people there because there was some really, and I was pissed off because I, because of Mike Pence, because mm-hmm. he had the opportunity to do what he should have done as vice president and to call into question some of these, these, the, the votes that were in these states that were clearly fraudulent and he didn't do it. But I mean, there was no calls for violence or anything. It was just, we're outside the Capitol making our voices heard that we mm-hmm. don't like what's happening. Uh, but at the same time, singing God bless America and Star Spangled Banner, you know, it very patriotic. Um, and the only cause for any kind of violence at that point, it was not an insurrection. The mm-hmm. only insurrection was calls for violence by people that we now know were associated or, you know, planted by the FBI. So yeah. it, it, was, it, it was an attempted false flag. Well, it didn't talking work the way they wanted about the narrative. Remember, in the past calendar year, another narrative that came out was that parents who protested or spoke out at uh, meetings, school board meetings. Yeah. That didn't agree with certain things like uh, critical race theory were somehow also domestic terrorists, potentially. So, you know, we're not making that up. That came right from the Biden administration. It wasn't like a loose yeah. cannon scenario. Uh, so the idea is they're trying to make enemies of folks that have disagreements with them as opposed to acknowledging, hey, you know what? Since the dawn of this Republican uh, form of government that we have in, in America, everybody's had disagreements with everybody. It's part of life. But now they want to take disagreements to the level of, oh, we can label you as a criminal or a terrorist because that way we can shut down dissent. That to me, the real problem are those in government pushing that agenda. Because that, you know, belies the reality of life itself. It's always going to come with people that disagree, even in given any given country. Uh, so I think that they're trying to make, uh, as you said, criminals and terrorists out of average folks that say, I'm disgruntled by the way things are going right now. And instead of acknowledging their what their issues are and addressing them, even in disagreement, we're just going to make you the criminal. We're going to call you a terrorist. That way we could dismiss you much like those that aren't getting the jab. We want to somehow make you less than human so that other people that are afraid will then target you and say, you're a criminal. We, we can certainly subject you to a different class of citizenry, right? We can discriminate mm-hmm. against you legally. Yeah. And I think you find that the, the groups that do that the most that try to, to criminalize dissent, or to make it, you know, a bad thing to disagree are the ones that have the weakest arguments for their position. Mm. Right. So, you know, there's, I'm sure Robert, you, you're a strong proponent of eating healthy food and organic Me? food. Me? Now there may be, that? there may be people that are strong proponents that organic doesn't matter that you should, you can eat whatever you want. Right. Most doctors, most medical doctors, right. But you're not afraid to get in on a stage and debate them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say, well, you disagree with me eating organic. You're going to be a you. You would look forward to getting on a stage to debate someone that says we should eat junk food and organic is not a good thing because you've got a lot of facts to to back up the, 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 the assertion that what you eat matters to your health. Yeah. Well, so you wouldn't you wouldn't want to not <laughs> debate them. You would want to debate them. Right. And then after I win the debate, I would have them wear a yellow star on their lapel that would identify <laughs> them as junk food eaters, that they're a danger to themselves. We want everybody to know. Of course, no, that's not what we want. But, you know, whole vaccine passport thing and on and on it goes. Yeah. It's like you look back on in a, in a history as it's being made and go, it's not hard to see where this leads. 
you're not only on the wrong side of history when you want to label people and discriminate them and segregate mm-hmm. them. Uh, you're on the wrong side of now, the present moment. This is never right to do this. It's never right. And you mentioned the the yellow, the star. I mean, I was watching a uh, recent interview with Aaron Rodgers, who I liked before. I like him a lot more now. Me too. Cause yeah. Because he's got, uh, let's say he's got a pair. And, uh, and we, need to, we need to have a pair when it comes to these topics. But he was saying that he has to wear, um, when he's at practice, he has to wear a, a, a yellow uh, armband to, 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 so that people know he's not vaccinated. I'm like, this is Aaron Rodgers. Everyone on the planet now knows he's not vaccinated, but they still make him wear a yellow. It, because what it is, he said, he, and is, these are his words in one of those mm-hmm. interviews on the Pat McAfee show. He said, so that they can, so that, so it's like saying I'm unclean, I'm unvaxxed. So everyone knows I'm unclean. Exactly. That's what the yellow wristband or the, the yellow armband in, mm-hmm. is telling people now. Yeah. Well, every week at this time, we go outside the box with our good buddy, Ty Bollinger from the truth about cancer, truth about so many things. And of course there's a new, new, uh, docu-series that he's producing and, uh, I can't wait for that. Anything I can do to help, he knows I'm here for him. Uh, but we've got links to show in the show notes to the different stories we're covering already. There's, this next one. I guess it involves a little math, so I need some help on this one. This is about life insurance companies sounding apparently at death alert warnings. I'm like, what? What is that? Uh, let's see if I got this. Uh, the uh, Let's see. 100,000 excess deaths happening per month in the USA right now, according to life insurance companies that are sounding the alarm over what Dr. Robert Malone calls a mass casualty event. That's unfolding due to COVID vaccines. Now, I don't know exactly what's being claimed by this insurance company, but they have what they call actuarialists or something, and they do numbers and they go, hey, there's way more deaths happening now. Are they claiming it's because of COVID jabs or COVID, or they're just going, we don't know what's happening here, but it seems like a lot more people are dying than usual. Yeah, so this, the numbers just show that there's a lot more people dying in 2021 than before. Now, the interesting thing was that in 2020, we were told that's when the pandemic was ravaging the globe. But if you look at the deaths in the United States, they were right in line with the previous years once you adjust it for the, the typical population growth. Increase. Things, yeah, yeah. Right. it was it was marginal, if anything, in certain areas, but most of them were the same or lower. And we pointed that out. But you're right. right. It's interesting if we come to 2021, which was, you know, after the whole big thing. Now they've got the jabs, which supposedly was going to stop this thing cold. It seems like it but may have driven death, if you will. And, and are they speculating, yeah. hey, could it be the shots? Or are they just going, this is the numbers, we're not sure why? Well, that, I mean, that, some people are speculating that, not necessarily the, the life insurance actuarials. Mm-hmm. They're just the number crunchers. So all the, what they're telling us is there's a lot more, there's 100,000 people per month that are dying more than in the past. Mm-hmm. So now well, what's the reason why? And you and I would say, well, it's clearly because in 2020, once when they rolled in January, they rolled out the vaccine. And that's why throughout the course of the year, we saw that many extra deaths because the, they were getting vaccinated. The year that was supposed to have a curtailment in deaths so, saw an increase because the vaccine was the thing that was actually doing the killing. It's what, what I would believe and what you believe, what Dr. Malone believes and many other people. Uh, you know, on this topic, believe that's what's the case. We are the, seeing, the actuarial tables just show something happened in 21 and a lot more people are dying. We are seeing reports of uh, the vast majority of people that are sick uh, with what they call Omicron, even though I dispute the whole test there, too. But regardless, whatever coming in with flu Rona, 
the majority of them are, in fact, fully jabbed or at least partially jabbed because they've just changed the definition. They don't want to say ever again fully vaccinated. They just want to say, are you up to date? Oh, that sounds so nice. I don't know if I'm up to date. Ty, should we, we should go together. We, we'd both be up to date. What is that? I mean, again, Orwellian language shifts. But yeah, the, the vast majority of people getting sick or simple case demics because the people stupid enough to get tested. I understand there are some reasons that people are mandated to get tested, but for those that are volunteering, oh, I want to know. Good Lord, they're driving this thing. This is not real anymore other than what they're inducing via injection. Yeah, and you know, CDC's changed the definition of, of fully vaccinated. They, now it's up to date. They changed the definition of vaccine and vaccination and immunity. They changed the definition of a whole lot of things. But, you know, you you just mentioned that you're not uh, you buying off on the whole Omicron thing and the testing's faulty. Well, you're not alone now in, in your belief that the testing, the PCR test is crap. Walensky recently came out and said the t- PCR test is crap. That's the director of the CDC. Yeah, she acknowledged it. They're like, yeah. what are you going to do when they all agree with you? <laughs> then. Don't doesn't it suck being right all the time? I know, I know. Super Don gets mad at me. You're right again. Why? Why, Robert? Stop it. Well, here we are. This is our 23rd year. Ty, 23rd year. I've been doing this on the air since 1999. We started, and I'm like, we're still here. We're still right. And yeah. <laughs> and yet, there are a lot of people that are still not aware and awake, and unfortunately are going through some tough times to get woken up. Right. I, I think that as we acknowledge, sometimes the toughest of times. Re- it really elicits a response that, okay, now I'm ready to see what I wasn't willing to see before. It was not comfortable to look at it, to recognize those institutions uh, and those people at the highest levels of those institutions are wrong. They were wrong. They are wrong. And we need to go a different direction if we are to become healthy again. And I mean that, what, healthy physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, economically, politically, all of these things have been so corrupted and divorced from any, let's say, natural reality via artificial reality induction. In other words, injections of mRNA variety, or in your case, Ty, with all the things you've done since you launched The Truth About Cancer, to recognize that the entire cancer industry is pretty much wrong about all of their treatments, with rare exception, and you cover that too, that cancer is evidence of a chemo deficiency. I mean, this is like not, we're bringing this out for the first time. Yeah, and that, and that's why you know this with this uh, upcoming docu series, you know what we're really gonna gonna hit is is we're gonna expose all the propaganda that we're being told on a daily basis, and it's propaganda when it comes to COVID vaccines and other vaccines. It's propaganda when it comes to cancer treatments. It's propaganda when it comes to you know a healthy diet versus you know fake foods. Propaganda when it comes to GMOs. I mean, we're we're just being fed a an unhealthy dose of propaganda on mm-hmm. a daily basis through all the mainstream media because they've been bought by pharma. So uh, that's one of the things that we're really going to hit in this upcoming docu-series is just the relationship between pharma, the mainstream media, government. What we, I mean, really, the, what we have is a fascist government now. It's interesting that I remember I was, Charlene and I spoke at a couple of uh, Stop the Steal rallies here in Nashville um end of last year there's big rallies and you know all over after the after the election fraud and at one of those rallies somebody so this antifa guy or black lives matters guy came up to me and called me a fascist 
Well, the interesting thing is that most people that would call other people a fascist don't know what fascism means. It's just a, it's a scary sounding word, mm-hmm. but he didn't, because I challenged him, I said, what does that mean? He didn't know what fascism meant, but fa- all fascism means is that you have corporations that have influenced government decisions. So in other yeah. words, the government's been taken over basically by corporations, which is exactly what we have here. Yeah. The lobbies in Washington, D.C., specifically pharma, have caused a lot of the laws to be favored towards that industry. That is fascism. So we'll, we'll discuss that as well. Yeah, and we're not fans of fascism at all. In fact, if if you call Ty or me a fascist, I, I'll just try to help you out and say, look, if you don't like us, you don't agree with us, call us a turd. At least you know what a turd is, right? I'm going to give you IQ points. You'll know what a turd is, but you don't know what a Probably. fascist is if you're calling us that. And <laughs> it's fun, but you know, and, and you ask people that are will will call themselves socialists if they can explain what socialism is and they mm. can't. So, it's just, you know, we there there's all these which which further emphasizes my point that mm. we are constantly being fed propaganda. Yeah. And these key phrase because that's one of the in, that's one of the ways that propaganda works is through people associating with certain terms that they identify as, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, one of the tenets of propaganda, you alter the definitions or make it so mushy that anybody can just, Oh, that's it. You're that. I'm like, wait yeah. a second. What is that? No, there's no meaning. It doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, stop asking for permission where none is required, right? That's one of the things you got to do. Don't think that the government's allowed to tell you what you can and can't do. That's something that comes from a high, far higher authority than government. And also check this out. Would you wear one of these? Oh yeah, man. Send me one. I'll wear it backwards. Oh dude, Th- this, our buddy Kevin sent this a surprise gift, the Robert Cabell nice. show embroidered onto a nice hat and in, in a secret coded language in black, you can't see it's black on black. It says the power to heal is yours. Cause we don't want anybody to know that's our secret handshake, right? The power to heal is yours. Nice. <laughs> so I will, I will definitely send you one tie as well. Cool. Uh, and this, you know what? I, I got to take a pause because I want to say thank you to real lovers of Liberty supporters of health, freedom and healing Liberty, including Julie Whitman Klein and the family at Trinity school of natural health. In addition to Trinity, which you can always see, there's a banner at robertscottbell.com. You can click on that. You can find out all of their amazing programs, body, mind, spirit, biblical coach. You got it. They got all this stuff. And if you go to Trinity health, Ty Bollinger was there. We had a great time, but we couldn't see everything we wanted to see. There were simultaneous things. So guess what? This February 26th and 27th, the entire Health Freedom Expo weekend is going to be up and available through the Whova app. And in addition to seeing the things I didn't get to see, like Jonathan Emord's opening lecture, we're going to do another live panel discussion that weekend. And then you'll have a full six months to watch it all. And Ty Bollinger was there. If you missed him, you'll get to see it as well. It's only 40 bucks for the entire weekend. Well worth it. And you can share it. It's on this Whova app and the link's at trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. So Ty, the Health Freedom Expo keeps on giving. Yeah, that, that was a blast. Um, that was where, remember that last night where me and you and Charlene was there and Paul, it was all, all four of us we went to that restaurant um, and there was like those, oh, those yeah. artichoke hearts oh. or something. Oh, yeah, that was really good. That was really that. good. I remember the meal, but yeah, the, it was a great conference too. Um, mm-hmm. And we were on a panel that uh, you were, you were moderator of one panel that we were on, right? Weren't yeah. You? Yeah. You were uh, moderator. Who yeah. made fun of who more me to you or you to me? I don't remember. Probably you, you to me, you tend, you tend to make fun of me more. No, which is okay. <laughs> it's never. okay. I mean, it, it, it doesn't bother me. 
I mean, you know, as as my dad used to say, consider the source, right? Exactly. So so we're yeah. good. We're all good. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good. So anyway, if you missed it, again, Ty and Charlene were there. It was amazing. Uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Um, in between now and whatever next events are coming up, you can participate remotely with the Health Freedom Expo. And again, we've got some more live uh, uh, events within that and others. So uh, Ty, again, the, the big kind of freedom it's over fascism kind of a docuseries. Do you have already a projected release date? Do you think it can be done in 2022? Yeah, I yeah, know it's, it's going to come out the first week of May. Oh my gosh. You are really working it. So I'm busting it now. I'm busting it big time, but we, yeah. we'll get it out by the first of May and it's going to be awesome. It's probably seven, eight, nine episodes. Wow. And That's... I'm going to be, I'm going to be working. I'm going to be sending you some questions to, to help me bridge some gaps and so forth. So I'll be talking to you soon. Okay. And as I mentioned, I may be there in Nashville again, speaking at another event that's not related. If I'm in town, we could connect and even do some recording. If it's in time, it might be in February. Yeah. Let me know when we'll see if, okay. if see if I have the, we'll see if I have the episodes to a point where I know what I'm going to ask at that point. Right. Okay. Or maybe it's March, whatever. And if not, yeah. uh, I know that if your son's not in college at that moment, he's been an amazing videographer too. I've seen him in action, what he does. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, yeah, for sure. That'll be cool. All right. Well, let's bring up a very serious issue about children. <clears throat> they continue to downward spiral the ages that they're requiring or suggesting should get uh, mRNA injections. And, you know, I may talk to McCullough about this as well. It's like, what's the appropriateness of altering DNA protein synthesis artificially in children, younger and younger ages? And at what point does it end? Here's the article. It's uh, on something called PIX11. I don't know if that's a local, uh, uh, must be a, a, one of those affiliates, a news station. And it says that Fauci is predicting an approval for these shots for kids under five years of age. Tell me, wh- did, when did it suddenly become an issue for five-year-olds and are much less preteens and teens that were dying of what they call COVID? This is insane. Well, it's insane and in it's just getting younger and younger. And, and the studies have not been done on children. I mean, they haven't been done on adults either, but we know that they, they've not done appropriate studies on children. And, um, you know, we, we were joking before we went on the air. It's like, what's next? They're going to just inject it straight into the sperm and the egg. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, so, no, see, that's a good thought. Now, don't give Fauci any ideas, because if they could do that, they will do direct ovarian injections and direct testicular injections, because if nothing yeah. else works, right, let's just go after it. Yeah, it's just it's 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 so uh, draconian to do this. And, and when it's, it's one thing, if it's adults that, that can, you know, they can consent to an extent without an informed consent, but they can still consent sort of, but with kids, they don't, they can't, I mean, they can't go to school, right. They can't, they're not allowed to be educated. Not that school really educates, but indoctrinates is more like the word, but mm-hmm. they're not allowed to really do anything unless they get this jab that has not been tested for kids, not been tested for infants, not been tested for grade school kids at all. Um, but we're, and, and it's just the most bizarre thing too, Robert, because we see that the, the VAERS injuries are just going through the roof, you know, five times more injuries in 2021 than we saw in all of vaccines combined for 30 years. But that doesn't seem to matter. It's, it's like, we've, we've just, we've left Looney town, man. We're on Looney planet now mm-hmm. because there, I've never seen anything that's so unscientific as the push of this vaccine that. Everybody knows it's it's harming and maiming people. There, I just uh, saw it was Brazil last night. I think my brother sent me a, a video of a uh, newscaster in Brazil on the li- on live TV mm-hmm. collapsed 
right? It's, I mean, we've seen the videos of the sports people collapsing and, you know, all these athletes everywhere and the newscasters and now we got another weatherman collapsing. And then we just last night, we got another one in Brazil collapsed on the air. Wow. And, you know, it's inter interesting when you watch the videos of, of, of these healthy athletes as they collapse and you hear the sportscasters and I've got a video that was put together. I think it was Mickey Willis, but I'm not sure who put it together, but it's going to be in the docuseries. It blew me away to listen to the sportscasters discuss it because to a T they're all like, wow, this is strange. I've never seen anything like this before. I've been broadcasting 30 years. I've never seen so many athletes collapsing and to a T all the broadcasters are, they're like stymied. They don't know what's going on, but these people that are supposed to be the top athletes in the world in the best health are collapsing like flies mm -hmm. across, you know, in all these different countries. Interesting. And they're all a breaking story. I don't know if you saw the Super Don, but Djokovic, right? Uh, the the tennis player is like the best tennis player in the world. Uh, he he was not going to go to Australia for the Australian Open, but apparently he was granted a medical exemption. And and the uh, mainstream media in Australia is up in arms over this. It's like, how dare they give him an exemption? We still might not let him in, and on and on it goes. It's like, dude, it's insanity uh, down under. Yeah. Uh, on this issue i don't know i mean the, there are people that are awake and aware of this so we we interview from time to time but if you just look at the mainstream media and the government you'd think there is not a shred of uh, critical thinking uh, anywhere on the continent down there there's not no there's not and and, the, and and that that spills over into the companies that are in, enforcing these illogical vaccine mandates and so forth for instance one of the things that aaron Rodgers said in his interview was that because he's unvaxxed he can't he can't work out with the team while they're in the in the weight room. He can't sauna. He can't use the jacuzzi. He can't do all these things. They have to be te the unvaxxed players have to be tested at 5 a.m. He said, "I'm not sure why 5 a.m. but he gets get up at five. Mm -hmm. Probably as a punishment to be tested." And then he said, "We've got to wait like an hour to get the results of the test before we can go in and mm -hmm. eat breakfast." Now, the vaccinated players get tested every day too, but they don't have to wait for the results of their test. So. <laughs> He said, we've had multiple instances of vaccinated players getting COVID, which, and he said, they're, they're the ones that get COVID. And then they go directly into the breakfast room and eat with a whole group of people. And they find out after breakfast that they're yeah. COVID positive. That's it's so just, stupid. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. So here's the story on uh, Djokovic. Uh, Superdon found it. It's headline, uh, Novak Djokovic uh, caught in visa bungle on arrival into Melbourne amid Australian open controversy. So, again, he was granted a medical exemption, but now the government is trying to say, hey, we can't let this guy in. This would be a, a bad example to set. How dare he? You know, let's let's have him prove it. Let's have him talk. It's like on and on it goes, the insanity that they're trying to. And, and kudos to Djokovic for standing his ground. You know, and a few other athletes we've highlighted and spotlighted here in the United States, like Buffalo Bills receiver uh, Cole Beasley has been Cole one. Beasley, yep. Yep. There are some uh, other quarterbacks, I think, that – uh, it, it indicates the intelligence level of uh, quarterbacks in football that, that more percentage-wise of them are not jabbed as well in America. But on, on the uh, uh, tennis scene, I wish there were more athletes that would come out and speak like Djokovic on the, oh, I'm not getting the jab. Uh, but it's creating quite a row, or is it a row? Uh, when they say, they say in England and Australia, is it a row or a row that's happening? I don't, I don't live in England or Australia, so I don't know. You don't? I, I've, never, I've never used that term. Yeah, you're right. They don't have hillbillies there as far as we know. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. The headline. Oh, uh, there's a news report there. It says that we will not be providing Djokovic with an individual visa application support to participate in the 2022 Australian Open Grand Slam. Uh, this is a government uh, a spokesperson. We've always been clear on two points. Visa approvals are a matter for the federal government and medical exemptions are a matter for doctors, she added. So they're going to try and stop him from uh, getting in the country, much less uh, participating in the Australian Open, apparently. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're basically going to say, screw you. Even though you have a medical exemption, we're going to be like the little baby that goes and pouts. And so yeah. we're not going to let you in because we didn't. you didn't follow our rules. It yeah. makes no sense. Well, and the, uh, the irony is that this is going to create front page news for sports people around the world, and they'll become aware of, well, why Djokovic, the best player in the world, why doesn't he want the shot? What is the, the thing? So it's only going to raise a, a more difficult time for the dunderheads in government that are owned, as you said, in a fascistic way by the pharmaceutical interest to jab everybody without fail, without true informed consent, and then target younger and younger ages as we keep reporting. It is. It's and it's gonna. You know, any any publicity at this point, as far as I'm concerned about this, people protesting is good publicity, because it's just you get more and more every day, more and more numbers of people that just this does not make sense. More and more people protesting. More and more athletes say, "I'm not going to take the jab," and so um, I think no matter how they try to spin it, it's good because mm-hmm. because people are seeing. There's a lot that there's a lot of people out there that just do not want this, that are concerned about the safety profile of the jabs and just want to be free to make their own. You know, it's funny. My choice, my body, my choice uh, apparently only is in play if you're dealing with the life of an unborn baby in your own womb Mm -hmm. and you're a female. Then it's my body, my choice, even though it's really the baby's body. But when it comes to my body, my choice of vaccines, those same people that would be pro-abortion somehow are not pro pro having the choice to say no to a vaccine that's why pro choice is a misnomer it's it's not accurate you're right Uh, i want a good news story here this is uh coming out of the united states now a u.s judge has just blocked the pentagon from punishing navy seals who refused covid19 jabs now we've been reporting on this the elite swimmers and the coast guard the highest level of all the armed forces are the, where the highest percentage apparently of refusers or refuse next to these jabs because they know how important their health is at the level that they must operate. And so they are much more aware than the average rank and file in the military as to, you know what, I'm not getting this jab. You can't make me. And now a U.S. judge apparently has blocked the punishment uh, to these Navy SEALs. I wish that would happen across the board. What do you know about this? Yeah, I don't know much about that particular story. I'm glad that they've that they're not letting them punish the Navy SEALs that are refusing the jab. And you're right. Um, you know, as you get higher and higher in the ranks in the military and and honestly in business as well, you you're going to get more educated people. I mean, that's just kind of the way it works. You know, the 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 more educated tend to rise to the top. Um, and there are a few exceptions, of course. But and that that's what a study showed last year. Um, and I think I can't remember if it was Cornell or Harvard, but it was some Ivy League school that showed that the vaccine refusers are mm-hmm. actually the most educated people. Um, you, yeah. Do you remember that study? Uh, well, yeah, we did. It was the PhDs of all of the groups, right? The highest education in terms of formal education, even if we might call it indoctrination at that level, they were part of the largest group percentage wise of those who didn't want the jab. What did they know, for instance? And there are other groups, populations uh, that we've talked about as well. And, it, and I think it crosses the uh, so-called um, uh, level of education spectrum in reality 
people with common sense that have no degree are saying no to this shot, right? <laughs> you know, people that don't fall for propaganda and don't like to be told what to do. And again, that we can go across the board. But in this case, uh, the Navy service members say they seek to vindicate the very freedoms that they have sacrificed so much to protect. And that mm-hmm. includes what? Religious freedom. Religious freedom. Uh, quote from Mike Berry, the Institute's uh, general counsel that are going on this one, uh, forcing service members to choose between their faith and serving their country is abhorrent to the Constitution and America's values. Well, it depends on where you are in America, as we see in New York and California, uh, the places where you have this leftist, collectivist, reductionist view. Uh, it's 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 there where you see the, the worst of offenses made against people of faith or any other objection that they might have. Oh, Robert, you're just a conspiracy theorist for saying that. Uh, I am? <laughs> you just... Yeah, uh, you know, apparently, yeah, you put all those things together logically and presented them too logically. So what's the only argument? You're a conspiracy theorist for saying it, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I know. I know. This yeah. is what we do here. But uh, look, we have a good time despite all of this nonsense that we're dealing with. It is part, I think, of the human experience on planet Earth to from time to time abandon, if you will, common sense even, Uh, I would say, even though I'm not a fan of abandoning our connection with God and spirit, that's part of the choice freedom that God gave us to say, you know what? You can choose me or not. Here's what life happens when you do or you don't. And so we learn from this more than just going, well, I was told to do this. And you're like, well, why? Well, I was told because it's like experience. We're here to have experience and we're here sometimes to live through harsh experiences to indelibly learn the things that I've learned in my lifetime about natural health and healing. I suffered. I'm not, I didn't curse God at a time I might have, but now I'm like, Oh my gosh, it was a gift to suffer the way I did to learn the things that are so important to me in the way I go about my life and try to impact others in my family, etc. And if I wasn't given the freedom to screw up, I might've never learned these things. They might've been kind of shallow. Well, I think it's right. I don't know if it's right. We're given the freedom to have to go through these experiences and it's not happening to us. As I said, it's happening for us. I look at it positively ultimately. Yeah. And you, you know, you, you part of growing up, I guess, is learning through difficult experiences and hard times. And that's what happened with us, you know, with losing mom and dad and all the family members to cancer. Um, you know, it was a time of, a period of time where I was really angry at God for letting it happen. And, mm-hmm. but then now, you know, 25 years after dad died, it's hard to believe it's been 25 years. Um, you know, you look back and see all the good that's happened from that loss because so many people now have been saved because of what we had to go through. So, you know, there's that side of tough experiences as well is that if you can get through them and you can see the lesson that, that God wanted you to learn through them, then, you know, you can grow and, and benefit others through the loss. So, so the loss isn't like in vain, right? It, well, exactly. Uh, and, and, and isn't in vain. In fact, you know, these people that we love that have passed from this place, Ty, I, I, on some level, I have to believe that they also made a choice that their loss would be a gain in some way of benefit to those who were left behind. And in the midst of the loss, we, we grieve, we hurt, we suffer. But we look back and all the good that you've done in that time, I know that your dad, mom are looking down and going, Ty, you, you did amazing things because of what happened, which wasn't fun for you. I know they're fine, but we're left behind to deal with it. But what do we do with it? And I think of all the things that I've learned through heart, you know, poor choices. Yes, I've made some, a few uh, that, that now 
impacted me so well, so much that I'm not likely, if ever, to make those choices again that I consider now stupid for me to make because I know better, right? But I recognize yeah. also that not everybody has been through what I've been through, and I try to have compassion and remember, hey, I didn't always know what I know today, and those people are waking up because it takes this for them to get there. It took me a different experience or set of circumstances to waken to principles that I would go deeply spiritual on in terms of right and wrong that others haven't conceived of yet or haven't connected to yet. Am I to condemn them? Does God condemn them? Not necessarily. I'm here to, if they're ready, we're here for for them too. Yeah, that's that's the key, right? If they're ready. Because that's one of the things that we learned um, through a lot of frustration, both Charlene and I in different, in different situations, trying to force feed people the truth, they just spit it back out right at you and they throw up all over you, for lack of a better uh, analogy. And so what we learned is that we just share the truth now and those people that are ready to hear, and they, they do hear and they, mm-hmm. they listen and they learn. And, and the people that aren't ready, you can't force them to believe the truth because they're they've just, they swallowed the lie so deep, they just can't let go of it. So, you know, that's one of the things that we've learned is that timing is everything. And that's why it's so important just to keep sharing the truth because, you know, somebody that you told that, I mean, if if I had a a nickel for every, every Mm -hmm. friend that I have now that told me that 10 years ago that I was crazy, but now doesn't, that thinks that, that I'm not crazy any longer, you know, I'd probably have like 50 cents (laughs) because there's, there's been at least 10 of them. I, you know, I love the story from uh, uh, your buddy, Irvin Sani, right? Dr. Irv, who's a medical doctor. He brought a lot of unique perspectives to a number of the, uh, the docuseries, right? Uh, coming in and, and he would say that. He's like, I thought, Ty, I thought you were crazy, right? Initially when you talked about things. And now he's come full circle to see the things that we see. But who's to say when somebody wakes up and either, you know, if we call it repents or just acknowledges the error of their ways or that they believed wrongly about a thing or even if they believe differently than us that they would actually engage in trying to get the government to prohibit us from living according to our beliefs that to me is worse than believing wrongly it's one thing to have a belief we might disagree with it's another to go to the government and go hey you know that Thai guy he i disagree with him you should stop him or robert yeah. or any that's where you know it takes it to another level where we have to act in defense of our fundamental yeah. rights yeah it don't don't coerce or try to censor somebody from knowing information. Just let people treat people like adults and let them make their own decisions. It's interesting too. One of the things that you said about um, mom and dad is that, you know, you're confident that they know, you know, and I think too, it's, it's before dad died though, he had a conversation with Charlene that we've brought up, you know, many times Charlene brings it up a lot as you know, we, we were learning some things and our perspectives were being changed by, by the way that dad was dealing with his sickness and just how, uh, how much of a man he was that he, and, and how he didn't complain and just knew that it was all happening for a reason and so forth. Just an amazing period of time. But dad told Charlene before he died, it was about 10 days before he died, that if, if all of my suffering results in this, in your life and Ty's life, um, that y'all are growing this way and your perspectives are being changed and it's all, you know, working good in your life and it's all worth it. So mm. he even saw that before he died, wow. which is really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. deep too, uh, to see it in the midst of your suffering. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I've said that about my own experience. Oh, if only I had known what I was going through when I was going through it and the reasons for it. Right. Well, well, yeah, you only know it when you do know it. Now, one thing that I've tried to impart from my experiences 
is that even if you don't know what's going on, you don't understand what's happening or why, that if you have enough experiences that God has got your back, right, has got you, that even in the midst of the worst times, you will go, good Lord, I, I don't know why this is happening, but I know it's in the moment. I know it's for me, not to me, etc. It changes the way you look at the suffering in the midst of the suffering. And that's yeah. an amazing thing to get there. That's not a, an easy place to arrive to. But if you have enough of these experiences and you go, I wasn't abandoned then, I wasn't abandoned then, I wasn't abandoned then, why would I think I'm being abandoned now, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a big step up to realize that in the midst of tragedy and trauma and, and angst and anxiety, and a lot of people have been going through it, understandably, the last couple of years, that there's a larger purpose for why this is happening. It doesn't mean we have to enable it, encourage it, and applaud it, per se, except to say, hey, you know what? This is a mass awakening for those that are ready to come back. If we can say to sanity, I would say spiritually to God or spirit. Everybody's got their perspectives on that. But that's why they say no atheist in foxholes. When times are tough, that's yeah. when you go, oh, maybe I should really refocus my uh, attention and energy uh, to something greater or deeper yeah and and um this is a mass awakening and i and i think that the other side has done a better job than we could ever have done on our own because they had the influence that we you know that they have the audience mm -hmm. and so all of the mainstream media sellouts and all the 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 false narratives they've been pushing and all of the nonsense on the masking and the vaccines and just all of the nonsense they're getting it out to people that we couldn't have reached and the people are seeing that it's just doesn't make sense. So they're largely responsible for this mass awakening. So, you know, it's, it's a blessing that I think this is happening because they've pushed so far that they've waked up people that would have never waked up in the past because they're so glued to the mainstream. They would have never listened to one of us, but they'll listen to the mainstream. And now the mainstream is pushing this fake narrative and all these lies so much that they're waking up their own audience. Yeah, dude, it's really impressive. And and here we are grossing out our audience from time to time talking about things. And I wanted to show you this. Uh, let, let me bring my, myself back on screen. Remember when I was at the TTAC uh, live event, I had a toothache. Yeah. I'm like, this was the, 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 the wisdom tooth. And it had oh. a whole deep groove all the way down that I had been fighting with against to hold it, to preserve it as long as I could, right? Way back there. Finally got it removed. You know, Loken's guard was good. He was talking to me. He was trying to hook me up the next morning. I didn't have time to, to see him, but we got it taken care of. It's out. I survived. And I'm cool. just happy as can be that the I went and got a cleaning yesterday. Like, oh my gosh, you're because it's been, I admit, three years since I would go in because I was afraid to go in. And she's like, wow, this stuff's coming off great. Your, your teeth look great. You're not even bleeding, and I'm doing all this to your gums. This is awesome. So this Good. is a testament to living appropriately, getting the body what it needs, giving it what it needs, and you'll see that your mouth or oral health care is also impacted by what you do, what you eat, what you don't eat. So with that, I think we're about out of time for the regular show, TMB. It's good to see you, and Happy New Year. Yeah, you too, bro. And uh, uh, inadvertently, we're going to do a third hour of the show. Apparently, Peter McCullough says he's going to connect with us at the top of the hour. Have you and Charlene interviewed Peter yet? We have not. I'll, I'll mention you. Tell, you guys got to hook up, but good Lord, Definitely this do. guy's doing some amazing work out there. I can't yeah. wait to ask him some questions. And if you all have questions you want me to ask, we'll look in the chat room, submit them, and we'll throw them at uh, a Peter. If he successfully joins, he's intending to do so. And uh, with that, TMB, any other announcements before we break? Uh, isn't McCullough a Baylor, Baylor grad? I'll Baylor? ask him. I don't know. Is he I, from Baylor? Yeah, Super Don says is. yes. 
I think he is. Yeah. So just just let him know. Um, you know, sick and bears. We just won the Sugar Bowl last week, and yeah, we're ranked number one in the NCAA men's basketball. So it's a good year for Baylor sports. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. I was all yeah. right. Excellent. And what city is Baylor in? Waco, Texas. Waco of all places. Waco, Waco is what we used to call it. Yeah. How cool is that? Well, tell them what they need to know before we got to go. And bonus round commences, and we'll see when Peter can join us. But, dude, great to have you on board, my brother. Yeah, good to see you, RSB. Remember, folks, the power to heal is yours. Amen.